Welcome to Q Ideas with Gabe Lyons. Q is about conversation. If we're really concerned about ending poverty, we've got to be more concerned about creating justice. Our cultural products as Christians need to both defy and resonate with the culture. But God's doing amazing things. His church is expanding. His church is growing. It's not what's the purpose of my life. It's what is the purpose that's been assigned. Stay curious. Think well. Advance good. This is Q. We do things like visit places, call it ministry, by dropping things off and then giving a word. What we have to do is we need to stop doing this immediate conversion and do proximate immersion. Happy New Year and welcome to this week's Q Ideas with Gabe Lyons on Faith Radio. I'm Paul Perot, and as you just heard again, Q exists to help you stay curious, you know, to ask questions, doing the research, to think well, to process what you've heard and read, and then advance good. Well, today, Gabe, we're going to hear these three elements explained and then lived out in a specific context. Battle rap. Okay, I bet you didn't think that's where this conversation was going to go. But we're talking about an art form that some of you've heard of, but maybe you haven't. And today you're going to get introduced to an artist who's been called into this space. And this is what I love about Q Ideas and the community that we try to bring together and we try to amplify so that all of you are being informed and exposed to some new creative outlets and ways in which truth goes forward. And whether you're in technology or business or you're called to be a programmer or maybe you're called into the medical field or a professor or a teacher or a scientist, wherever you're called, there's a way in which faithfulness wants to show up through you. And God wants truth to go forward through your life, through your words, through the way you do your work. And that's been the conversation we've been having for now almost 16 years through Q Ideas. And Gabe, in these last 16 years, you and the Q team have brought faithful Christians and other thinkers from various backgrounds together in various forums and gatherings. The next big one is the 2022 Culture Summit in late April, which, by the way, you can learn more about and register even now at qideas.org slash cs2022. But regardless of the event, the importance of listening has always been emphasized. There's enough hearing and reacting, you know, hot takes and such. But to really listen is an important skill. To help us explore this more, before we get looking at battle rap, at this past Culture Summit, Gabe, you had Hosanna Wong, who is a spoken word artist. If you've never listened to spoken word poetry, you're in for a treat. But also, you'll hear about the importance of being intentional and listening well, especially to God, and not to the screaming voices of the world. Gabe, tell us about Hosanna. She's a speaker, author, and a spoken word artist. And she serves as teaching pastor at East Lake Church in the San Diego area and also executive director of Calvary Street Ministries. She's written many books, her most recent called How Not to Save the World, The Truth About Revealing God's Love to the People Right Next to You. And she has an incredible story. Her own journey to this point in life uh, is one of incredible testimony of God's faithfulness. But today she's going to share with you a spoken word. And then you're going to hear a few words of encouragement from her about what it looks like for us to be intentional about listening to God first. Speak, Lord. I am listening. 
For so long, I've wanted to say my own things. Journals of agendas, prose of my own possibilities. For so long, I've wanted my words to promote the things I love the most. And my treasure chest have become storage closets of trophies of me. Collecting my accomplishments, brushing the dust on top of them, placing them on my front room shelves for everyone to see. And when I was on the stage, I did the same thing. Saying the statements I knew would be impressive. Speaking in rhythms that were faster than flash, though no one could understand them. Pushing my plans, my ideas, my calendars of what I thought you wanted. Or at least I hope that even if you didn't, I could get away with it. And for too long, I lived like this. So speak, Lord. I am listening. I've lived not very long, but long enough to know that when you weren't my definition, my words meant nothing. I've seen how you move long enough to know that if your spirit does not fill our words, we're giving vessels to a thirsty world that look beautiful but are empty. And I've walked alongside of you long enough to know that when I was without you, it was not pretty. I remember the sin you saved me from, the pits of hell you pulled me from, and I have not come this far just to let pride take over me. So once again, I plead, I rebuke my need to be an exhibition. May my only ambition be to know you and love like you and thus experience life the way you created me to in an image less like me, in a portrait more like you. May this horizontal stage never be a vertical barricade. May nothing in this world separate from the joy of knowing you. I turn down the chaos of my life to stop and to listen. To return to my first love, to hear the truth in your language. Only you can breathe new life into these dead pages. So you speak, I'll type. How can my days tell your story? You speak, I'll repeat. May my words expose your glory. Speak, Lord, I am listening. I turn down my own volume. I turn up your praise. May I be a microphone amplifying your words of love and grace. May the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be pleasing to you. O Lord, my rock and my redeemer. I take my words and my life off the mantle. Come be center stage. Come fill the empty vessels. Thank you. My prayer for each and every one of us is that we have an ongoing posture of coming to God and saying, speak, Lord, we are listening before we are planning before we are strategizing, before we are speaking, before we are leading, may we be listening. I grew up on the streets of San Francisco. My daddy was a heroin addict who fought in a Chinese gang and a pimp 
who found Jesus Christ and Jesus changed his whole life. Amen. And my dad ended up planning an outreach to those living without homes and and struggling with addiction on the streets of San Francisco. And that's how I grew up. That's how I learned church. I later learned later in my life when I met other people and they said, I also grew up in church. I learned we were not talking about the exact same thing. That's where I learned the art of spoken word poetry. And it's also where I learned that Jesus could save anybody's soul. And Jesus could restore anybody's life. And I am grateful that from a young age, I, ha- I knew, I had a sense, but I think I knew how important it was to go to those around us and reveal God's love. That people have to know how loved by God they are. I always knew I had to go. But I think as I got older, over time, I became more focused on going And more obsessed with doing, obsessed with speaking, and I forgot to make it a priority to listen. There's a verse in the Bible that I think I used to get a little bit wrong. It's Acts 1.8. Jesus himself says this. He says, here is the knowledge you need. You will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you. And you will be my witnesses, first here in Jerusalem, and then beyond to Judea and Samaria, and finally to the farthest places on earth. And I've always loved that verse, but I've always put the emphasis at the end of the verse. The only way for me to show God's love is to go to the farthest places, and it's good that we go. I hope we all go. I hope every single person alive knows how loved they are by God. But that is not the sole purpose of Jesus' commission, and it is certainly not the order. In order, we must first be filled with his power before we go forth and talk to anybody. In order, we must first be filled with God's power. He says, in order, you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you. First be filled with God's power. And then he says, you're going to be my witnesses. The only way we can be Jesus' witnesses is if we know what he's like. If we're talking to him. If we're in his word, if we love his word, if we learn his ways, we need to first be filled with God's power and found in his presence and then go forth to the people around us and to the people to the ends of the earth. In the beginning of 2020, January 2020, I made the commitment to pray these two prayers every morning. God, what do you want me to do? And God, what do you want me to say? And it sounded so simple at the time, like... Of course, you're going to ask God that. Who the heck else are you going to ask? What do you want me to do? What do you want me to say? But as the year continued, it became clear how easy it would be to just say what I felt expected to say, to just do what I felt pressured to do, and to just repost what everyone else was reposting. And I had to come to a place where I had the discipline of coming to God and saying, speak, Lord, I am listening. I only want to do what you've called me to do and say what you've called me to say. I want to speak with conviction. I want to post with conviction. I want to live with conviction. God, what do you want me to say? One of the lines from the spoken word piece that is speaking the most to me today is the line that says, if your spirit does not fill our words, We're giving vessels to a thirsty world that look beautiful, but are empty. And we do not want to be people who can say statements that are super spiritual, but do not serve people where they really are. 
And we don't want to be people that are really good at producing beautiful products or impressive programs that are void of the power of God. If we want to be people that know what people today are actually asking, the questions people really have, and if we want to be people that know God's answers to their real questions, we must become people who will listen to people and to God. My prayer for each and every one of us is that we are first filled with the power of God and found in God's presence. And then we go forth to the people around us and to the people to the ends of the earth because it will not be by our power, but it will be by the power of God that souls will be saved and lives will be restored in the name of Jesus. Thank you so much. I hope that encouraged you, got you in a place where you're recentering the way you think about your role in the world, your gratefulness to God, but also understanding how much we must seek him first. We must listen to him first before we do. Exactly, Gabe. Now, let's shift gears into the doing after listening well, both to God and to those we seek to love well. That brings us to the topic of battle rap. Today is just going to be fun because you're going to get to hear from somebody who's been called into this space called battle rap. And I have to be honest with you, two years ago, I did not know what battle rap was. So I had to get educated on this. And then I met Street Hems, who's a musical artist, apologist, entertainer, and battle rapper from Arlington, Texas. And what they do in battle rap, okay, I'm just going to set the scene for you. Two artists come together. They do their work on each other beforehand. It's almost, it's like literally like a battle. Like think about how two people box in a ring and they train for that. They prepare for that. And then there's the moment where they meet. Well, that's what happens with battle rap. Like people train, they have a competition, they show up and each person drops their lyrics in front of a group, in front of a crowd, in front of a camera, and they go back and forth. And they're sometimes coming up with these lyrics in the moment. Sometimes they've prepared them. But the point is at the end, somebody wins and somebody loses. And that's what battle rap is. Well, Street Hems has become one of the most prolific battle rappers on that scene. And you'll hear in his story how much he just feels called into the space, how God's prepared him for it, how he takes it so seriously as a mission field and a space that he's been called into. And I think you're going to just love the energy here. He's young. I mean, Street Hymns is, is youthful and he's bringing something into this conversation that I think will inspire all of us. Let's listen in now to Street Hymns on Truth Through Battle Rap. What's good? What's good? <laughs> so aside from Super Hot Fire and the movie Eight Mile, many of y'all are not may not be familiar with battle rap, um, but it's actually a very, very rich culture. Now, from the outside in, you'll look at it and be like, man, with the vulgarities, with coming the next day back to church smelling like weed and cigarettes. Like, people will discourage me from going into it based on the environment itself. But when I look at how Jesus operated and what he did, he would go to the places that needed it and then came back with what? All the materials he needed. And so what I feel like we need to do is start to equip people based on going into cultures that 
we're being told not to go into. Like, if I listen to the people that were discouraging me and telling me, hey, man, like, 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 yo, I saw in that, in that, in that environment you were in, there was a stripper pole there, or there was like, like people was talking about shooting guns and stuff. I'm like, well, first of all, nobody's on the pole. And another thing is, like, <laughs> facts. But for me, um, it's, 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 it's the club. But if we're the ek Lucia, I feel like we need to start putting the ek in it. Like for us, we don't, we, we can't expect people just to go into the church. We are the church. The church is not a building. It's an organism. It's us. So we have to step out into the environments that we're called to. Now, the thing I encourage the youth I work with, the people around me, even the adults, is wherever you feel like you're called to impact culture, whether it's battle rap, whether it's gaming, whether it's modeling, whether it's video, whether it's media, do it because God has qualified you and called you to do it. Um, I, w- I had that call on my life six years ago um, to go into it, but the Lord put the burden to be a battle rapper in my heart. 12 years ago, before I was even doing it, I just didn't know what it looked like. And it wasn't until I saw one of the people who came before me as a Christian battle rapper be on the biggest battle rap stage in the world and represent Christ in a way that was like, yo, this is how it can be done. I end up stepping into there and then I'm battling on a league platform on YouTube that probably averages like 500 views to a thousand views. I get on there. The church supports me and I end up having a battle that makes 12,000. Next, you know, 50,000. Next, you know, 100,000. And they're like, yo, who's this Christian dude over here? Like coming in, getting all these views. And honestly, for me, I realized it was me boldly proclaiming who I was and how I was in that environment. And that's the thing about Jesus. He doesn't meet you where you're at to take away your culture, take away your identity, take away how you are. He wants to redeem that and align it to his call. And so I feel like what we need to do is empower those people so that we can reach those communities and organizations. So for example, um, being that I'm mostly predominantly reaching out to the urban community, a lot of things that happens is I'm in a context where hip hop religiosity and urban theologies is taking over our, the black community in general. You know, um, for example, my opponent, you saw right there, his name was a solemn, the crow, um, people that believe that they're God, the black woman is God, you know, um, uh, nation of Islam, five percenters, uh, Hebrew Israelite movement, a lot of different ideologies, philosophies. And these are people I'm battling. And what they don't see behind the scenes is me doing 50 hours of research, watching debates, reading Christian uh, philosophy, reading Christian theology, and studying these things in order to understand how I'm going to bring this material against an opponent that's coming there to try to crash everything that I believe. But is that not what Paul was doing when he went to these places? But the thing is... I want to really, really emphasize this because one thing I'm commonly seeing is we do things like visit places, call it ministry by dropping things off and then giving a word. What we have to do is we need to stop doing this immediate conversion and do proximate immersion. We need to really immerse ourselves in cultures. Otherwise, how can you even know? If you were to see battle rap culture, you'd be like, yeah, not for me, but it's for somebody. And the Lord is calling and raising up people to go to all four corners, all kingdoms. What are kingdoms? Kingdoms back then, what? Dictated culture. So 
we should be going into all cultures. So if you're seeing your son, your daughter, people in your ministries, people in your small groups directed towards a certain genre or lane, we need to equip them so that they're able to do these things. And so that's what I was blessed to do with the people around me, the resources that were brought to me. I was able to move to an urban environment um, in one of the toughest parts of Dallas called Village Oaks. And it's through a ministry that supported me and living there, being there. I was there on a prayer walk one night. And while at the prayer walk, I survived a shootout, a drive-by. Nobody got hit that night, but it was a blessing because... After it, I had people hitting me up like, yo, man, like you, you got to You got to get out of that community, man. Like it's dangerous right now. I was like, if I leave, then the light leaves. Like, like Jesus didn't say, oh, well, because it's getting dangerous, let's let's go ahead. No, no, no. We have to be willing to stay where we're called. Right. So I was blessed enough to become battle rap to the battle rapper so I could win the battle rapper and save some. So I'm challenging you, who is it? What is it? What culture are you called to impact so that you can save some? Because I can confidently say when times get hard, these people that say they don't believe in God, these people that say they don't pray, they had a church background. When times are getting hard, suicidal thoughts are happening, a death in the family. Guess whose phone they're calling? Guess who they're hitting up? And guess who I've seen literally have life changes and people come to the gospel based on the work that we started in battle rap culture. And it's the battle rappers. So for me, I'm blessed enough to say I street hymns, doing hymns for the streets, streets need him. And also my team are impacting the culture in such an impacting way that we are literally ranked as one of the best battle rap teams in the culture in general. I'm it was fire too, you feel me? So, you know, <laughs> so because at the end of the day, like we're we're called to excellence. So uh yeah, appreciate y'all. Thank you so much. Uh, what a what a time limit go. Okay, but okay. <laughs> awesome, man. So good. Yeah. Thanks. Stay up here for a second. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, don't you just love that? Just taking it to the street, taking it right where it needs and challenging all of us, right? Wherever we've been called. Get in there. Don't stay out of it. Absolutely. A cool story. I mean, this kind of relates to some of what we're talking about, Ashley, the idea of creating culture, two or three working together through Q. Some of you know Roberta Amundsen was with us back in November for Q&A, talking with John Mark Comer about church history and deconstruction. And the two of you got to meet. Absolutely. And in that relationship, it's been cool to see how Roberta, as an older church historian, builds a friendship with you, a young battle rapper. Yeah. Tell us a little bit about what's happened in that collaboration. So we were at a, the, it was a luncheon. So we got to choose. They had like little tables and stuff. You got to choose which, uh, which topic you could go to. And so, you know, I was about to go to conspiracies because come on, you know. <laughs> and uh, it was, so if you know me, yeah. But while I was there, it was somebody who was at the other table. I was like, what church, what, what table is this? Like, oh, his, his history. I was like history. And so he he starts talking and he starts talking about Roberta and Roberta spoke earlier on. I was like, no, let me sit here for this. And so she's literally telling this story about, um, how she has been involved in studies abroad and specifically Africa. And she's talking about her friend named Tom this entire time and how Tom was working on his book that was, how Africa helped shape the Christian mind. As she's talking 30 minutes in, I said, wait, 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 wait. Tom? As in like Thomas Odin? And she was like, yeah, Tom. And I'm like, 
you don't even understand. Like, that book, How Africa Shaped the Christian Mind, is a book that me and everyone in my team has read in order to equip ourselves mm. for the work of battle rap. I said, you have no idea the impact, the work that you've done mm. and what y'all are doing in developing history and enriching blacks to understand that Christianity has started from the East, then to the West, and not the backwards, you know what I'm saying? Mm. And how much that has actually been a been a key tool for us to actually go into that realm and say, yo, y'all got it twisted. This is not a white man's religion. It's Christ's religion, right? And there's history within Africa in that. And so uh she ends up tearing up because like, yo, I'm like, yo, this is so dope. So it was it was it was a relationship now that that we have I, I talked to her every week because yeah. um, I actually had an opponent who I'm, I'm, I'm I was writing for at the time as well and uh I needed some of the resources she had. She said, cool. And next thing you know, I kid you not, I got like 40 books sent to me. I'm like, I can't <laughs> yeah, go through all of these. Right. She's <laughs> got like her research team going, okay, let's help like, street. So, like Ethiopian history, African yeah. history. I was like, just okay. Just a fun story, though, yeah. of like in community, even tonight over dinners, as you meet people, you never know what God's trying to do in this room, how the Spirit of God wants to move to equip each of you, to encourage you to encourage your heart. So let's thank Street for his faithfulness. Thank you for being with us today. Indeed. Appreciate you, man. Again, this is Q Ideas with Gabe Lyons, and that was Gabe's conversation with Christian battle rapper Street Hymns. You know, I, I looked up some of Street's videos, and between this talk and those videos, let me just say, I really appreciate his perspective, Gabe. Go search him. Like, go to YouTube, look up Street Hymns. If you want to watch this talk, go to qideas.org slash trial, and you can actually see this talk and you can see even within that talk, we show some of his battle raps. So you could experience that, but we'd love for you to just continue to follow him and watch what he's doing and how God's using him in the world. And in addition, if you want to share this with your friends, maybe share it with your kids or teenagers or those who maybe would find battle rap a pretty interesting topic that they're surprised Christians are even talking about or informed about. Share this talk with them and encourage them today that there are people in every, literally every field, every industry, every type of art who truly want to carry forward the truth of what God speaks to us about, of what he wants to speak to our world. And they're doing it faithfully and boldly and courageously. And so we honor Street Hymns and his work there. We hope that you have a wonderful week and look forward to the conversation next week. Q Ideas with Gabe Lyons is made possible in partnership with Faith Radio and Northwestern Media. Thanks again for listening. Thank you for listening to the Q Ideas with Gabe Lyons podcast. These conversations are available because of listener support. You can make your gift now at MyFaithRadio.com. To avoid missing future editions of Q Ideas with Gabe Lyons, subscribe to the podcast today at iTunes or on your podcast player. And thank you for sharing this audio link with a friend and growing the impact of Q Ideas with Gabe Lyons.